Hello and welcome to Q&A with the doc. Today, the doc is in to answer the question, what is transubstantiation? Let's hear what he has to say. Recently, I was asked a question concerning communion or the Lord's Supper. I was asked, what is transubstantiation? Well, I grew up Roman Catholic, so this question was fairly easy for me to answer. I, I did refer back to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, which is uh, the doctrines of the Catholic Church that I remember growing up. In, in section 1376, it reads as this, the Council of Trent summarizes the Catholic faith by declaring, because Christ our Redeemer said that it was truly his body, that he was offering under the species of bread, it has always been the conviction of the Church of God, and this Holy Council now declares again that by the consecration of the bread and wine there takes place a change of the whole substance of the bread into the substance of the body of Christ our Lord, and of the whole substance into the wine, into the substance of his blood, this change of the Holy Catholic Church has fittingly and properly called transubstantiation. What does that actually mean? So the Roman Catholic Church teaches uh, when the priest prepares the bread uh, and the juice or, or the wine in some cases for communion, he holds it up before the Lord, he chants uh, some phrases in Latin, rings some bells, and during that moment, uh, the Catholic Church would believe that the bread and the cup are literally being transferred into the physical body and the physical blood of the Lord Jesus. They base this conviction on a passage predominantly found in John chapter 6, verses 32 through 58, where the Lord Jesus uh, says, I tell you the truth, unless you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. For my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. So the one who feeds on me will live because of me. So the Catholic Church takes that passage 100% literally and believes uh, that in communion something special happens to bread and blood or bread and cup become the body and blood of Christ. There, there are a few issues with this. One is just basic biblical interpretation. When we understand the passage, we have to fully understand the context, context to understand whether it's literal or whether it's analogous or, or uh, being used figuratively or symbolically. And it's evident from the context that this is a figurative passage uh, the Lord Jesus is using a physical example to teach a spiritual uh, truth. Uh, if you read a little bit further in the passage, in verse 63 of John chapter 6, he says, The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I've spoken to you are spirit, and they are life. So Jesus was specifically stating that his words are spirit. He used a, a physical analogy eating and drinking, to teach a spiritual truth that we receive life uh, from the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So just as consuming physical food and drink uh, would give our physical bodies 
energy and life, so our spiritual lives, we receive salvation, life, and the energy that we need by receiving the Lord Jesus that comes through faith in his death, burial, and resurrection. This is what we understand to be grace. So eating the bread and drinking of the cup uh, is a symbol of what we believe in to be saved, and that's the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. A, a basic rule of interpretation, Bible interpretation, has been often phrased this way. When the plain sense of Scripture makes common sense, seek no other sense. In other words, understand the Scripture in its context, and as it makes plain sense, as the sense is plain there, use common sense to discern whether it would be a literal or, phys or figurative example. In this case, it's figurative. There are other scriptures that point to this. If you read Luke 22 and 19, 1 Corinthians 11, 24 and 25, it's talking about the Lord's Supper or communion. We learn that the Lord Jesus was figuratively speaking and that the bread and the cup are simply examples of the broken body and the spilled blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, in summary, here's why transubstantiation is not supported uh, nor taught in Scripture. First and only real reason necessary is if transubstantiation were true, it would mean the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ was not sufficient because according to the theology of transubstantiation, Christ is being sacrificed over and over again every time communion is being observed. But this is not the case. Hebrews chapter 10, 1 Peter chapter 3 as well as in Hebrews chapter 7, it clearly teaches that Jesus died once for all sin and that there is no need for a continuation of sacrifices to be offered over and over again. The scripture's clear. Jesus died once for all sin. If we think of it uh, in... Uh, a more earthly reason why transubstantiation cannot be true is the Bible certainly doesn't support cannibalism. And to eat somebody's body or drink somebody's blood is actually pagan uh, in its uh, origin and practice as well as cannibalism, which is just simply not right. Communion, a very, very special time, the Lord's Supper is one of two ordinances, the Lord's Supper and Baptism, instituted by the Lord Jesus and practiced by the New Testament church, even the church today. However, transubstantiation is not a biblical concept. Uh, thank you so much for your question. I hope this helped clear it up a little bit. Uh, feel free to send me more questions. I love diving in and answering them the best that I can with God's help. As you continue your week, please know God loves you, and so do we. Take care. Thank you again for joining us on Q&A with the Doc. If you have any questions for Dr. Sean, you can send him a message on social media at, at Dr. Sean Keels or send him an email at seankeels at gmail.com. 